Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Greetings Grapple fans and welcome to episode 106 of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I am your host Andy Wales, joined as ever by my audio tag team partner uh, Mr Guy Drinkle and Guy uh, in the couple of weeks we've been away it's all been happening, it's been uh, it's just been non-stop news from WWE, ups, downs and some absolute heartbreak with the Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's the main storyline. It's not a storyline. That's the main story um, coming from the last couple of weeks. I mean, whatever happens with the Saudi stuff, no, no one should be asked at the, at the minute. I mean, Roman Reigns, love him or hate him, that's just a character. I mean, this is a bloke who who gives his pretty much the majority of his of his time and and his life to to the to the uh, WWE and and the fans and stuff like that and. Uh, However, however you feel about him as a performer, I mean, as a human, he, he, he's, it is heartbreaking. I mean, a bloke who's worked that hard, he's got, he's improved so much. Um, in well, it's only a short WWE career, really, at the minute, and he's improved so much, and it's, it is heartbreaking, as you said. Um, it, it just came so out of the blue. Um, it, it certainly did, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, finally, after what felt like a lot of years, uh, we finally get a a proper champion again. And um, this horrendous cancer incident uh, happens. It, it's just, it's just devastating. Yeah, I mean, it was an incredible speech by him <clears throat> in so many ways. Uh, to to be able to compose himself with all those emotions, and I think. The way that he dressed the audience uh, was absolutely on point. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, telling them, you know, his real name was Joe, um, that that he had lived with leukemia for eleven years. The fact that it was back, and um, and and all those things, you know, that that he that he'd sacrificed and battled, uh, and the person he was behind the performer, you know, to get where he was, and, and that he was going to have to step back. Um, I've got to say, you know, kudos to, to WWE in the way that they handled it, the way they presented it, and then the way they allowed, uh, ring announcers to, to kind of step away again from the, the on-screen characters, uh, and emphasize that yes, you know, what you see is entertainment, it is a show, uh, we love the business, we love watching it, that's why we, you know, we are fans, we're, you know, whether we, like what we're seeing or we, we're disappointed with it. it. It is a show and that they are real people behind it. And, and I guess it just really re, uh, re-emphasized all of those points. And, and the reaction uh, that, that he got from, from everybody, um, across social media, all corners of the globe kind of tells you about him, the person, the man behind the character that, um, as you said, guy, you know, you may whether you whether you love or you hate the character Roman Reigns and the way that it's been portrayed over over the last few years. The guy behind that character appears to be universally liked behind the scenes. That he is a good guy, uh, and it and it's just it's an inspirational story. And we do hope that he will return in the not too distant future. And I and I do suspect that when he returns, he will get the raucous reception that he absolutely deserves. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, for, unfortunately, this is a horrendous story, but it, it's not sympathy, but it's such a... If he comes back and when he comes back, it'll be such a good um, comeback story. It'll be it'll be brilliant to see, and um, whether that's hopefully sooner rather than later. But say if he's a surprise entrant at a Royal Rumble one year, it, it's going to be one of the biggest biggest reactions ever, isn't it? It's going to be brilliant when he's back. Hopefully yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you don't want to put a timescale on it. The most important thing that is is that he's healthy, whether he comes back or he doesn't. Yeah, the most absolutely. important thing is that he's healthy. And obviously, everybody's behind him uh, beating beating leukemia for a second time. Uh, and it would be great to see him back in the ring because, you know, as much as anything, like you said, you know, he's improved so much. He is an elite performer now. There's there's no two ways about it. However, people may have been uh, frustrated about how his character was portrayed storyline-wise uh, and would like to have seen changes. We, I know we've discussed them at length on here many times, but you know, what he gives and what he puts out there in, in the ring, he has improved so much as an in-ring performer and his stuff on the mic. So he, he's up there. He is a top-tier talent, and and it will be great to see him come back. And like you said, however it is or whenever it is, you know, I, I think you would imagine, I mean, I don't know, but you would imagine that the Royal Rumble would be too soon and too much of an ask. Uh, so, But whenever it is, it, it will be off the charts, and, and deservedly so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, wh- when real stuff happens, um, it, sometimes it's uh, not. It's probably not comparable, but I mean, we saw Daniel Bryan obviously come back, and that was a brilliant moment, and I imagine this will probably top that, if anything, because it was, it was that sudden. And um, probably, whether it's a year, two years, three years, five years... Or, or even never. I mean, even if he just appears on TV at some point, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be a great, it's gonna be a great moment. Uh, and that, that's most important thing is him getting, him getting better and him getting to a stage where he, he can come back as Roman Reigns. Yeah, uh, I mean, you've mentioned that you know the the real life things, you know Daniel Bryan and Edge, you know those retirement speeches that were forced by injury. You know, those were real moments, and, and this is the thing. You know, we, we criticise for WWE for a lot of things, and deservedly so, where we feel it's necessary. And uh, and there will be some criticism for them later in this show. I reference their handling, of course, of, of the whole Crown Jewel uh, fiasco. But in cases like this, um, you've got to say they they handle them so so well, and uh, I'm surprised in delicacy. Yeah, when when stuff gets real, they do tend to give it the respect it deserves, and especially this one. I mean, I, mean, I know the Edge one came out of nowhere. The Daniel Bryan one was less so because he was kind of off, on and off screen, wasn't he? A bit, I mean, he was still out the blue a bit. But this one's just completely came out of nowhere. Um, but no, he got he got the respect it deserved. It got the reaction it deserved, and um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully he's back at his best some point in the future. Yeah, and and what did what it did do as well was serve for a very very emotionally driven raw. Um, <clears throat> you could you could tell by the reactions of so many of the performers out there, you know that this was this was very much on them. Um, Again, it's it just emphasises, you know, to to the watching audience that, you know, that these are people playing characters, but they are the real people, and you could feel you could feel it, you could see the real people coming through in the in in the characters. Obviously, uh, with with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins out there, the hope uh, Roman Reigns at the top of the stage. Um, you know, I think we all felt that lump in our throat at, at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ambrose seemed a bit trying to hold himself back, but obviously Seth had just completely gone, and I, someone was chopping onions in my house. Although I'll tell you that uh, it, it was a, it was a teary event. I mean, I haven't watched the um, backstage stuff that you, you mentioned before we started recording, Andy, but I've seen like the, I've seen the screenshots and the links to. It. I mean, I should go watch them. But you mentioned how him and Braun Strowman seem to be very close, uh, yeah. and 
he's obviously a, a popular guy backstage. Um, I think him and uh, Graves are obviously good mates. Um, and you could see he was trying to restrain himself on the commentary table as well. Uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, Nia Jax as well, I mean, when she came mm. out, I mean, I know they're related, Family, yeah. and she came out to the ring, it was a good while later, that was nearly two hours later on, it was about an hour and a half to two hours later on the show, and she was still visibly, visibly shaken, and, you know, respect to them all for coming out and still performing to that high level, even under such circumstances, you know, putting this show on for everybody, Um, it just, again... It just kind of brings everything home, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> the main thing that happened also on Raw, I mean, we'll get, we'll cover, well, might as well cover it now, actually, but obviously Roman Reigns, it was part of the Shield, and to continue the Shield storyline with Dean Ambrose turning on Seth Rollins to keep your composure after such an emotional start to the show to, to do such a turn, it it just speaks to the, the professionalism, and as people say, the show must go on, but... Um, Naya was on Raw, if I remember correctly. Um, she obviously probably kept the composure more so than anyone being related to them. Um, Usos work SmackDown again. Uh, I think they're cousins, aren't they, or something like they that? They are cousins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So th- they'd have to keep their composure. I don't know what to day after. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, they did, they did so well. And I'm not sure what the original storyline was with the Shield, but, well, just sorry, just just on that then, do you think perhaps then, given the circumstances that they did sort of tweak the storyline to a to a degree, because I kind of felt as though what we were getting with the Dean Ambrose thing was going to be a slow burner, and they would mm-hmm. save that possibly for the the Royal Rumble or something like that later, you know, a bit further down the line, in order to build towards perhaps like a WrestleMania match, but perhaps they felt that. Now was the optimum time to do it uh, for for all the guys involved, and it, and it would really give the the biggest reaction. Uh, and and I mean, if that that was the intention, then by God, it, it certainly achieved that because I think because of the 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 real and raw emotion that everybody in that arena was feeling <clears throat> to do what they did with Ambrose, it it just I mean. It was more silence than anything else, and not in a bad way. Yeah, it was all. It was stunned, wasn't it? That it, that's what it was. Um, I'm not sure if the plans have changed, because uh, obviously we're going to talk about Drew McIntyre in a bit. But we've seen um, the Shield have obviously been feuding with um, Drew and Ziggler. And, and side note, um, uh, Braun as well. Um, but they kind of split up themselves, so. If if they wanted to continue the tag team feud, which may have been an option, I mean it was yet in the pit still, but that could have been an option. Um, I'm not sure because obviously that that's been teased as long as the Dean Ambrose one, the Drew Drew and Ziggler splitting up from Braun, and it's it's just a weird one. Nobody nobody knows how long people behind the scenes have known about. Uh, Roman, so we can't really see how long they've been planned for it, but I doubt. They would have had him working if the new leukemia was back. So maybe, maybe they figured out last week and the Drew stuff's just completely separate. Um, but yeah, I, I was with you. I thought it'd kind of go on for a bit longer. The, the Dean Ambrose hinting and stuff like that. But I think in, in the context of how emotional the show was, I think it was the, well, not perfect start, but the way it started, I think it was the perfect way to end, uh, end, end the show, um, with Dean turning. And it it just went back. It just adds something else to the show. Now, obviously, you need to fill the void with Roman. He, he he's a huge part of Raw, obviously being the champion. But having having a Seth vs Dean feud on the card is is going to be huge now. And well, that'll probably be the Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship. Um, so that that instantly fixes the mid card because I think I said on one of the previous shows. The Intercontinental title hasn't been defended in bloody ages uh, with the Shield reuniting. So it's good to see that the Intercontinental title is going to get pretty much an A-star feud. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously that's just speculation. We've got no idea at all. It may well be that that was their original plan anyway, uh, and this was just a part of it, and it just kind of 
fell into you know, place. It just, yeah. This is just how it happened to be. Uh, and and obviously the, the emotion just, you know, really came into to the effect of it all. But um, I, this is the thing, is it? Yeah, the Intercontinental title we talk about is mid-card, but um, I think it's anything but really here. It's mm. it, it's right up there. It's it is main event level because Seth Rollins has been as good as anybody out there this entire calendar year. He's been sensational in the ring. He's been putting some incredible stuff. And we've had Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose before. We've had a full feud, but this is different. There's a different angle on it, and there's a very very different feel to it this time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think. The original one was obviously Seth turning on uh, turning heel previously, and we all loved heel Rollins. But I think people have always been asking the question since then: What if it was Ambrose? Because when obviously the Shield debuted, they were a heel heel uh, faction, and and Dean Ambrose was the main mouthpiece, and he was phenomenal. He he was a brilliant talker. He's what he should be one of the best talkers in 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 the company, but with his run on SmackDown and then coming back to Raw, I think everyone would agree that he did go very stale. So I think it's a fresh um, way of life for, for Dean. And um, his return so far, he's been he's been alright. I mean, he, I think he's took away some annoying moves from his moveset that's helped me personally. I mean, that rebound clothesline thing he did uh, really was just a very cheesy move and he seems to have got rid of that and he's bulked up massively so I think him being a bit bigger it kind of suits him being a heel and I've always thought he suits being a heel because the lunatic fringe I mean it, it got over at a stage but I, I really want to see um, pretty much like an edge type character from, from yeah, Dean I yeah think. it became a bit too kind of humour and wise comedy yeah yeah like a, a like a a kooky comedy character and, and it's you know, there was a real edge to him, and like you say, uh, the lunatic fringe. That this would this would suit him better. I feel that you know, being a real nasty, vindictive, vicious mm. heel, it, it just plays right into more along the lines of where that character originally was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've seen Randy Orton on SmackDown go from being the most bland character in the company, apart from Bray Wyatt. And now he's one of the most interesting on SmackDown. And I think Dean, there's obviously, I think potentially you could go even worse, but you could even go better with Dean because he, I think he's got another level to it. And I think he's obviously more interesting than Randy Orton because he hasn't been about for like 20 years, 15 odd years. So I'm really interested to see what they do with Dean. Yeah. Um, you mentioned McIntyre. We haven't seen him this year. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. You mentioned McIntyre as well. I mean, obviously we got the McIntyre hitting, hitting Strowman because Strowman had, Lost his lot with with them too, um, and and that was it. That was them. That alliance broken up. Um, and we, I kind of get the feeling from this is that we we now, we now have Drew McIntyre, on the precipice of main events, uh, of fighting for, the Universal Championship, and I, and I do wonder, you know, whether or not at the moment it's. Strowman versus uh, Brock Lesnar one v one. I do wonder whether we might it might even get switched next week to triple threat if it even happens. But we'll get to that. Uh, and and I do think at some point we are going to be getting. Um, well, I think we're clearly going to be getting uh, uh, Strowman versus McIntyre. But whether or not we're going to get them two fighting over the title, it's he's just. It just feels like he is a main eventer. There's just the way he carries himself, the way he looks, the way he performs, the way he talks. This this Drew McIntyre is so much more suited to the main roster than he was to NXT. Bizarrely, he's one of the few who who looks better on the main roster than he did at NXT. Yeah, and I think him being a face on NXT, he was he was quite popular. But I think you can. Not just looking at him and, and how he speaks. Um, obviously, his Scottish accent's very harsh, <laughs> and he's just—I think he's just naturally a heel. And I think he could work. He could work as a face on the main roster, but the way he's been booked at the minute is just perfection. He's probably been one of the best NXT call-ups ever <laughs> in, in, in terms of how it's worked out. Um, it's just. I, I fully agree with you. I mean, we've been saying on this podcast since he came up. I mean, since day one, he's looked 
Well, he's just looked huge. <laughs> I mean, he's in the rig with Dolph, who's not not a not a small bloke, but he's just he just dwarfs him. And then then he's obviously been stood next to people like Roman, people like Braun, and he just looks he just looked right. And the way he's been booked, I think he's been protected very well in these tag team and intercontinental championship feuds. He, he pro, he's beaten Seth quite a few times. He's beaten Ambrose. Um, I think he's even beaten Roman off the top of my head. Um, and I think he's been protected really well. And I think they're ready to strap a rocket on his back. Whether, whether if, I imagine Braun, if Crown Jewel happens or if they rename it and rebrand it somewhere else, whatever, it'll, look, it'll probably happen in one way or another. But if, if he doesn't get added to the match, that's fine with me. I'd, I'd, it looks like the build into a feud with Braun. And if they're feuding over the title, that could be brilliant. And I'd, if they, if they swap titles for, for a little while, that'd be brilliant. Cause the way Drew's been, he, I know we've championed Joe being brilliant on it. Well, in the company since he came, since he came up to the main roster as the best heel. I mean, Drew's looking on a similar level to me. He, he looks like he, if he, whether he goes off on his own or, or if Ziggler's now his backup rather than the way it was before, I think it could be brilliant because we saw how over Braun was before. I mean, it's turned out a bit pointless his turn, but it, it, it gave us a few moments. Um, but this could be a brilliant view to me, and and Drew's just looking—he's looking like absolute money. And the yeah, fact—I'm sure he's seven foot two. <laughs> he looks it. it that, that's the thing—is he looks it? Is the way he carries himself, and and that is a huge, huge thing. Um, just kind of on the precipice of all of that is you've got Paul Heyman obviously out there. We had the commentators sort of tell us, convey to us the the audience. Um, this is the decision that was made from the original triple threat that obviously could no longer happen. It would now be Strowman versus Lesnar 1v1. So then we get Paul Heyman out there, and Paul Heyman builds up the match beautifully, as you would expect Paul Heyman to do. But Paul Heyman also, he was on that footage backstage, you can tell. I mean, Paul Heyman's even spoke about it before. You know, he's known he's known Roman Reigns and his family for so many years. The closeness was 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 um, very very clear, and his promo the first minute or two was breaking character in the most appropriate way, and it was it it was a pro it was a promo that only Paul Heyman could give in terms of starting off being heartfelt and and really really emotional to turning it into promotion for a match and, and then finishing off saying Brock Lesnar in only the way that Paul Heyman can say Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, Heyman's one of the best talkers ever. Never mind now. He, he's one of the best talkers ever, whether he was GM, whether he was on commentary, whether he's a manager. He is one of the best characters ever. He's one of the best talkers ever. He's probably the best manager ever in my in my uh, watching of the WWE. Um, and he he can just he can just flick a switch so so quickly and so brilliantly. Uh, and and the way he sold this match, I mean, it's instantly made Braun more liked, and it's obviously it's he he's done it for so many years. He sold Brock Lesnar without Brock being there, and I think everyone would agree they'd rather see Heyman on the TV every week than Brock. So it's all right with me. <laughs> uh, but Heyman, Heyman is just the best thing. And the only thing that's bad about it for me is that we don't get to see him as much as everyone would like. Yeah. Uh, one final point from Raw, then. Uh, one for you, Guy. Elias finally turning babyface. That, that, that was a nice moment. It it's gonna be brilliant, Andy. It's gonna be he's gonna be the most overface in the company. I mean, now he can play. Now he can really play to the crowd. Yeah, imagine all the songs he gets a new song as well. He's gonna start singing good songs, and I obviously started off fighting. Oh, it looks like he's gonna be feuding with Corbin. Whether he actually fights Corbin, I hope not. Or if someone obviously picked out it, I reckon it's gonna be brilliant, <clears throat> and. um I reckon, obviously, Rusev Day is one of been one of being one of the most over things in the company. I reckon this could top it, if I'm honest. Yeah, as long and, as he's not fighting. Ha ha, my man. Ha ha, Bobby. Ha oh. ha, Lashley. Ha ha, with Leo. Oh, they're ha, gonna. Ha, Rush, oh, ha, they're gonna do that, aren't ha, they? Ha. 
they're going to do that. That's going to be awful. Yeah, they're going to ruin it. <laughs> um, oh, God, that's the worst thing. Like, Lashley, I can see, I can see Lashley, the point. I can see the point of getting a hype man, but giving anyone a mic during a match is horrendous. Yeah, it, it it's just so awful. But one thing before we move off Raw, Andy, um, obviously nobody has the tag team titles at the minute because obviously Dean turned on Seth. I mean, well, technically they're the tag team they're champions. The, yeah, but I guess we've got to tune in next week to find yeah. out what happens, haven't we? So, just to speculate, then, do you think the what do you think they're going to do with that? Because there is literally like only the revival and your favourite lads. Who are tag teams <laughs> on on Raw? Uh, we're not even going to mention them, but um, no, there's AOP. Oh yeah, that's the same. So uh, yeah, it's um, it's hard to speculate really. It's hard to know exactly what they're going to do there. Um, going to go to AOP, isn't it? They're going to they're going to carry them for about ten years. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, they could just declare them vacant, uh, and we get Revival versus AOP or something like that, and it's another. Opportunity to bury the revival for some unknown reason. Yes, well, to be fair, if the, if the revival put on an NXT level, it's not going to happen. But imagine if it, if we saw the NXT level of AOP versus revival. I know the DIY were there as well, but that's not happening. No, <laughs> uh, it's, it's you, you could have a brilliant match there, um, but I don't do it. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens again. It's it's another one of those things that you yeah. always leave the audience wanting a bit more. Uh, and we've got to tune in next week to find out what's happening. So it's it's just another layer to that to that whole thing. So it certainly should be interesting. Uh, turning things over to SmackDown, then we had SmackDown 1000, uh, the the 1000th episode of uh, SmackDown, which was was a memorable one, I would say. Lots of nostalgia, lots of fun. Uh, SmackDown 1001 episode was instantly forgettable. So let's stick to <laughs> episode 1000, guy. What did you make of it? Um, it it obviously was never going to be as spectacular as the was it Raw one thousand or whatever it was. Um, I know Raw twenty five was not great, uh, but Raw one thousand was obviously mint a few years ago. I don't think it was ever going to top that, but it had some really brilliant moments. I thought um, Evolution and the Cutting Edge were brilliant. Uh, but I think Evolution would be everyone's highlight because Batista on that mic was fantastic. He was. Uh, and the potential, they, they've obviously laid the foundations of something that'll probably have, or teased for WrestleMania. I mean, Batista vs. Triple H again, I'd, the way that, the way it started, I think that'd be brilliant, if I'm honest, because obviously Batista's a big movie, big movie star now. He's obviously getting pissed off with um, Disney for how they treated James Gunn, but that's a whole different topic. Um, so he's quite light now, and well, Triple H is just brilliant, isn't he? <laughs> um, yeah. As long as Batista doesn't wear them glasses. Yeah. They, they, were, they were freaking me out. It's Heart Foundation. <laughs> no, that's not Heart Foundation. No, no, they're just freaking me out glasses. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably the most charismatic we've seen Randy Orton as well <laughs> in the ring. And Ric Flair's always good, isn't he? Um, but Evolution was just fantastic. And I know there's been those rumours that Batista's wanting to do another WWE run. If he's fell out with it, or if he's not going to work with Disney, uh, he probably has a gap in his schedule. So, come April time, if we see Batista back in a WWE ring, whether that's against Triple H, I, I think it'll be brilliant. Yeah, and you mentioned the cutting edge. Uh, that segment was fantastic. And Becky Lynch, again, you know, just there's a rocket on her back right now. And she is, she's in full control of it. She is, this is the female version of Stone Cold Steve Austin back in around about 96, 97 time before they eventually had to turn him babyface because although he was playing the role of a hated heel, people just couldn't help but get behind him because he was so damn good and she is so damn good and that line to, to Edge you know uh, don't what you don't hurt your neck on your way out of yeah. my ring dynamite she, she's she's the best thing on Smackdown at the minute and it's not very close let's be honest Rusev Day is gone that's sh- terrible no uh, AJ vs Brian's been very 
boring, let's be honest. Um, Joe's not been on TV, well, I don't know if it's an actual injury or they're just working it off the AJ feud. So he's not been on, and Becky's just there on her own. She, she's carried that show. She was one of the standout things on, on SmackDown 1000. She was the best thing on this week's show, but I mean, that, it, it literally could have been. She could have just walked out when it would have been the best thing on, on this week's show. Um, but yeah, she, she's brilliant. And I think with Evolution coming up that we're obviously going to talk about, um, on this podcast in a bit. She, this is the perfect feud for that, for that, um, pay-per-view. And unfortunately, I doubt it'll be the main event, but it should be. Because this has probably been one of the best women's feuds on the main roster ever. Yeah. Probably uh, since Trish and Lita. Yeah, it probably has, yeah. Uh, Only other thing to note then, tag team titles changing hands. Um, I've got to say, I was happy to see that off off the new day. They they definitely need a new coat of paint um, and a character change because they've been stale for a long time in my eyes. Uh, the whole pancake thing is just irritating to me now. Oh, it's uh, it has been for a while, actually. I say now, <laughs> but you know, we've we've finally got the the ty- the uh, the straps on the bar. Um, the, a little odd using Big Show in it, but hey ho. Um, the bar tag team titles again, tag team champions again. I should say. It, they should have done it at Australia, if I'm honest. I know they obviously wanted the big moment for SmackDown 1000, but. I don't know, the bar, it's not the same as it was when they first won it. Obviously, they've kind of been booked terribly since they went on SmackDown. They lost it in Australia, and it takes a big show interruption for them to win the titles. And I thought that would just be a one-off, but no. (laughs) It continued on this SmackDown. It, It just feels very stale now. And I think we mentioned that when when the new day won in Australia, we weren't sure where they'd go on from this, and and the fact that they beat the bar clean, and then the bar win stupidly, I I just don't quite like it. I love the bar, the bar might one of my probably my favourite tag team, but I just think the way they won it was kind of stupid, and I'd rather have just had a purist win. It mm. would have felt a lot better. Things may change yet because I think the Big Show allegiance is only a short-lived thing, and I suspect. Potentially just for Crown Jewel, and then we might see Big Big Show turn again. Because I mean, you know, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> He's turned more times than the Earth has. So, but, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows? I mean, mentioning Crown Jewel, it's supposed to be happening as we record this a week on uh, Friday, the second of November. Um, question marks now guy as to whether or not it's even going to happen and if it does happen will it still be in Saudi because um, there, there are unconfirmed reports at the moment that, that John Cena will not be on on that card uh, if it is in Saudi and if it does happen um, rumours around that, uh, n- on the John Cena one nothing is, is to say that it's an injury or anything along them lines yeah. rumours also that Daniel Bryan is reportedly not not ready to not willing to perform there uh, again unconfirmed but so many things kind of swirling around obviously there's, it's a big political thing the fact that it's in Saudi and, and that uh, the, the journalist the American journalist was, was murdered and on on top of all things as well is that this is very you know weird we we're just over as we speak as i said you know we're a smidgen over a week away and the tickets for the event have not even gone on sale yet so it's this is a very very odd one yeah it's very weird i mean i I wasn't aware of the ticket thing until you told me before we started recording i mean for for me that just really indicates that WWE don't want to do it. I think that's one of the rumours as well, that WWE don't want to do it, because it's pretty much a PR suicide, isn't it? Um, You'll obviously make loads of money, but you'll also be known as the country that kind of, I know, not the most uh, morally correct company and stuff like that. But if you go to Saudi Arabia after they Let's say allegedly, just in case someone's listening, <laughs> uh, allegedly murdered someone as a, a journalist tried to take on 15 men with a bone saw, uh, who had a bone saw, I should say. Um, that's how fights tend to work. Um, 
Yeah, I think it would be PR suicide for WWE to do it, but if we get political for a second, obviously most of these Western countries, I mean, it's the same for the UK, but obviously America have relationships with Saudi Arabia buying all sorts of murdery things. Um, so I imagine Trump's probably been onto the phone to his friends and stuff like that, trying to keep it all... Um, friendly because you don't want to lose money la 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 but ultimately it's a family company and if you the way they've not said the word Saudi Arabia or said the name of the country Saudi Arabia for three weeks two weeks yeah that's it they've been very very careful not to mention Saudi for a while and it's yeah yeah that's it it's there's yeah of course there is an awful lot of money involved and but it's but it is a political hot potato and it's and it has really sort of risen to to the levels where I suspect they are feeling very uncomfortable and the fact that tickets have not gone on sale mm-hmm. uh, and there are uh, there've been rumors for weeks now that a lot of the talent is very very uncomfortable about not performing surprised. but you know I wrestling the, the, being the, the business that it is yeah it would yeah. take it would take a major style likes of John Cena, who mm-hmm. who has the ability to say, you know what, I'm not doing it before others may will perhaps follow without fear of repercussion. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Cena's got to look at his his Hollywood career now. He, he can't work. He can't go work Saudi Arabia because obviously Hollywood is very. I think it's known to be a bit more left wing, isn't it? And obviously Saudi Arabia and obviously the Trump. Uh, presidency is very right wing, so him. I'm not. I'm not sure what his personal politics are, but that's not the question. If you go work at Saudi Arabia, being he'll be one of the poster childs alongside D- DX and Brothers of Destruction. He'll be like, come see John Cena. If he's the main marketing tool in in a country that is, well, let's be honest, a bit horrendous, um, it, it's not going to be great. Obviously, the work the first one, but there wasn't that hotbed at the minute. There wasn't that much a focus on Saudi Arabia, the first one. This is a couple of weeks off that horrendous yeah, this murder. Is, this is this is a very, very different situation. I mean, just, we won't sort of go rifle right through it, but um, it, it's it's not a deep card as things stand, you know, should the event actually take place. It's now Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman, obviously for the, for the vacant uh, Universal Championship, which we've mentioned. It's due to be AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship, which of course can happen anywhere. There's obviously a lot of it's been centred around uh, DX, Triple H and Shawn Michaels taking on the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker and Kane, which uh, some of the, the builders have been horrendous, but um, <laughs> we've got... A, as we mentioned, Cesaro and Sheamus, the Bart uh, against the New Day for the tag titles, and the other thing being the WWE World Cup, which was I might as well they might as well just call it the World Series because it's effectively the same thing. It's everybody in it is from the same country. Yeah. It's not really a World Cup when everybody in it is from America, but it's it's not the greatest or the deepest of cards. But um, I, I'd say, guy, it's. It's something that's quite easy to put on and probably easy enough to sell out in 24 hours if they, if they say, hmm, I don't know, decided to shift venues to the United States. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, they probably couldn't do it in another country. But it, let's be honest, I don't think it's going to happen in Saudi Arabia unless Trump calls in the biggest favour of Vince McMahon. But I, I don't, I don't think it'll happen um, in Saudi Arabia. But yeah, I think one of the rumours was it'd be in New York. I think it was. Um, I don't think it'd obviously. It probably won't get um, Madison Square Garden because obviously the basketball season's back on now, so that that won't be open. But there's so many arenas in in the US. Um, it, yeah, it, it's easy. I mean, maybe if it didn't happen on that Friday, they could put it back. I mean, maybe if they put it back after Survivor Series or before Survivor Series, I'm not even sure when Survivor Series is, if I'm honest, I think it's in November. Um, but even if they put it back a week, just to, just to fill it out a bit more, and, and, and just off off topic, that World Cup thing is going to be terrible. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, if, if it's in the US, it'll be an easy fix, let's be honest, because they could put it in anyone. If they put it in one of the major states, New York, um, California, Chicago, Philadelphia, they're obviously the wrestling hotbeds, um, it'll sell out easy as pie. Absolutely easy. And um, yeah, I think it's an easy fix, but ultimately I don't think it'll be in Saudi Arabia, because I think it'll just be stupid. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll have to wait and see, but um, I'll have to think of a new name. <laughs> well, I, I guess they can because they stopped saying it was from Saudi. They they can easily just continue with the name Crown Jewel. Um, it'll be a one-off event, and like you say, you know, when you look at the card, it is quite star-studded. It's not deep, but it is quite star-studded, and all those names on there, you know, people it will sell out instantly wherever they they could easily get. Fifteen, twenty thousand arena, bang. They, they know what to do. So I, I'm sure it can still happen, even though we're only sort of a week out. You would imagine a final decision is going to have to be made before the end of this week uh, for all of the logistics to happen. But yeah, um, unless unless it's the more secretive planning of an event ever. Yeah, uh, I mean, doing it under a week, it just seems well between a bit weird. Yeah, between us recording this and uh, it actually going out, who knows, things might have changed. So This is the Wednesday, so if something comes out on the Thursday, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's why. <laughs> so that just leaves us, then we've, we've got uh, about 15 minutes, about a quarter of an hour left of the show, uh, leaves us a chance to talk about a le- uh, the WWE Women's Evolution, women's only pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Um... Not being too enamoured with a lot of the build for this one guy, I've I've got to be honest. What build? <laughs> they've just done crappy matches. Well, they've done they've done battle royales. The yeah. Alexa Bliss stuff's been horrendous. Uh, pretty much just people dumping Nia Jax out of the ring. I mean, we've seen Tamina versus Nia Jax, man. I know. No, I have no, absolutely no, no interest in that. <laughs> no, that's that's not the best way to sell it. Um, yeah, I you haven't. No, that battle royal is just going to be painful to watch. Yeah, I mean, you just got to hope. Well, that's the that's the ultimate piss break. That one. <laughs> it is. We got fi- we got to find one. Yeah, that's a long. That's a piss. long, long piss, <laughs> and it might maybe, happen early on. Maybe have a number two. <laughs> yeah, we we <laughs> it's it's not going to be good to watch that battle royal. Yeah. Not to waste. I'm sorry, but it's not going to be very good. Uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia in the battle royal. Yeah, I, might, I, might as well predict. <laughs> cool. I, I'd Asuka won the Royal Rumble, and they seem to have totally forgotten uh, getting behind her for some reason. Yeah. So. I'm going to say the way they keep dumping her out of the ring, it's going to be Nia Jax that wins it. Oh, that'll be shit. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Ember Moon. Something different. That, that, that's another possibility, that is. At least... At least some, I can't, something to I get can't see, The only thing, I can't see anyone on SmackDown winning it other than Asuka, but the way she's been booked, it'd be pointless. And yeah. Raw's just full of dross. Yeah. So, so what about Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Riot Squad? Um, uh, this, I've got to say, doesn't really interest me. Again, what they've done with Sasha and Bailey for so long has just been so dull. Sasha is, uh, Bailey's a great wrestler, and, and Sasha's a great wrestler, great talent, and they really just need to get behind and, and do something more interesting with them. But uh, hey-ho, the match itself, any interest in it? No, be shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm afraid... The, the only way it'll be interesting is them to turn on each other, but we've seen that storyline, and this is the pay-per-view that match should be happening on, so I could not give a flying toss. Yeah, and, and I'm afraid Natalia, obviously a great mentor, um, a very, very... Uh, very good wrestler. Better off screen uh, than on it. Yeah, and, and I think her place will be in that performance center, training the next generations in the ring. And 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 she, I don't doubt she will do a fantastic job at it. But I'm afraid, right now, as a non-screen talent, it's not really. Um, yeah, it's not really the, happening. Less um, said about the riot squad, the better. <clears throat> yeah. 
Trish Stratus and Lita versus uh, Alexa and Mickey, you mentioned uh, this has not been going too well. Um, I, this originally was going to be two singles matches. I guess they pretty much realised that, you know, <laughs> the fact that Lita and Trish have done anything for years. Lita uh, had a bad neck before. Not a smart move having them both in singles competition. And we'll probably show them both up in terms of rust and whatnot. A tag match is easy and hopefully it doesn't go too long. Yeah, just have one of them have one of them beat up for a little bit. Probably have Lita beat up for a little bit. Then Trish can hot tag a couple kicks, Stratisfaction, all that jazz, and then Lita can moonsault, pin, la di da di da done. That's yeah. pretty much it, of course. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's now a tag team match, but I mean, I think we mentioned it uh, on, I think it was the review show of the Aussie one where Trish tried to do her kick and it literally got up to about waist height. <laughs> yeah, but it might, it might have been something to do with the fact that she had sort of uh, 17 inch heels on as well. You'd think that'd help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, if it's, if it's good, that's a bonus, but if it's just, if it's just fun, that'll be, that'll be alright, but I can't see it being great, let's be honest. There's no, not much, uh, that pretty much applies to this, most of this card, to be honest. Yes, sometimes nostalgia just needs to stay as nostalgia, and yeah. we, we can't keep going back all the time. You've got to move on at some point. Uh, there is the final of the 2018 May Young Classic. I will confess that I have not watched any of this tournament. Um, it's um, Io Shirai against Tony Storm, and I have seen um, a few matches with Tony Storm in. Um, she is she is very good, and she's definitely got something about her. Um, Alex Barilaro, who we, who we had on for the uh, the Aussie stuff, I know he's a big fan guy. Um, <laughs> it should, uh, the good thing with the with the, uh, the Mayon Classics or guys, they are usually good. Uh, good solid matches, so at least this should be interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen Tony Storm a couple times myself. Uh, I started watching NXT UK, which launched last week. She was on that. Um, that's a good show, by the way. Should check that out. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to that. That'll be one of the highlights of the night. I not familiar with the other one, uh, if I'm honest. I can't remember her name. Like you said, yeah, you're sure I, I, I don't know anything about her. Yeah. Place. But, um, obviously the last, I didn't watch last year's Mayo, uh, was it last year, two years ago, whatever it was, two years ago, um, the, the previous May Young, um, classic, but obviously, um, the match quality will be better than the standard of TV, TV women's wrestling, um, because let's be honest, most of it is shit, um, that's probably not the talent's fault, more so the booking, um, but yeah, I'll look forward to this, this should be one of the highlights of the night. And um, I imagine the one of two of the other highlights we've mentioned um, in uh, the SmackDown women's title match and the NXT one will be good because it always is. Yeah. Uh, well, there's there's also the um, the NXT UK Women's Championship to be decided. Uh, Rhea oh, okay. Ripley, who I, I've not seen against an opponent is yet to be uh, yet to be named. Um, as we record this, I've only seen the opening episode of NXT UK last week, which was very good. So, um, th- again, going by that kind of standard, again, this could be a very promising match, uh, an exciting one to watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe it's Nikki Cross. Uh, that could be good. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, if if it's got the NXT tag, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you mentioned NXT Women's Championship. Look, Carrie Sane defending the belt against Shayna Baszler. I know Shayna Baszler wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but I think she's improved a hell of a lot. The character is so well defined, and the the matches that uh, her and Kyrie Sane have had have mm. got better. Personally, I'm looking forward to this one. I think this should be a very very interesting match, and also, I think kind of as to the side of this is, I I do suspect we'll see something. Um, on screen as a as kind of backstage kind of meeting between Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler at some point, so there could be uh, an interesting little uh, subplot there a bit of a tease. for the future. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, obviously, I, I've mentioned it a couple of times. Survivor Series is the next uh, pay per view after Evolution, so 
you know, <laughs> natural there. Um, yeah, Andy, I, I agree. I'm looking forward to this one myself. Um, I think I said on the last uh, TakeOver review that it was probably Shayna Baszler's best match. I didn't really enjoy your Ember Moon stuff, but the Kairi Sane stuff started off so well. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This will be, again, one of the highlights I've mentioned. Yeah, and do you think that we might see something then uh, with Rousey and Baszler backstage? Yeah, I think it's only natural. I mean, <clears throat> I think you've got two... Well, looking at it, I mean, the, if, if, and hopefully not... If the Nikki Bella, if the Bella twin feud continue, I'm not saying Nikki's going to win, by the way. Uh, if that continues, no, or if end up Ronda gets outnumbered by, say, another faction in the um, Riot Squad or something, for example, say if they do the uh, Ruby Riot feud um, properly, then she's going to need backup. And if Baszler's that backup, I mean, it'd be interesting to see her as a face, I suppose. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I think I think that would only be natural. And if, if Baszler loses again, I think she could come a raw pretty soonish. Mm, that, that's an interesting shout. Yeah, that there's I think that there's certainly there's 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 flavour, the the food for thought there. I should say. Yeah, find the looking for the right cliche there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's certainly a possibility that um, we could see Baszler uh, move on from NXT over the next couple of months, and then potentially build towards what I guess would be a WrestleMania match with them to, you know, the, the whole UFC to, to WWE thing. It's a, it's a story. Be good. That's a good there shot. is a story there to be told, isn't there? Uh, you yeah, mentioned I mean, ba- it. Baszler turning on Rousey would be very good. I think well, that that, that's the thing, yeah. You could, you could use her initially as the backup for, for Ronda against likes of the Riot Squad or whatever, where she's outnumbered, uh, to, you know, take care of them and then Baszler turn on her. Say you know I was I was only really here to ensure that you keep the title because I want it and I want to take it from you that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, again it's that whole sort of thing, isn't it? That they are they are known as to be friends off state, you know, off off screen behind the scenes. That uh, the part of the the four horsewomen of uh, of UFC. So it will it will certainly be interesting. It will certainly be interesting. Like you said, that there's a story to be told there. Uh, you mentioned Nikki Bella, Ronda Rousey. I am in no way whatsoever uh, looking forward to this because I think since the Bellas returned, it's just been awful. And I, and I was done. I was so glad when they retired. And that, I, I don't mean to be mean, but they were very limited. They got a little bit better towards the end. But I think they kind of realised that their their run, their era had kind of, it, it moved on things had moved on from from what they were as performers and to where things are now they they just don't, it, it's even more evident now that they don't really sort of sit in that level cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's mad how much it's developed in 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 so long. I mean, in most of my viewing, it's been the Divas division, um, and I think the Bella Twins are probably the last fragment of, fragment of that. 
Um, it's it's just not great. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, am I being was I being a little bit cruel there? Not really. I, mean, I think there was a spell where Nicky got better. Definitely got better. I think Bree's always been awful. Um, I think there was. A, remember that Stephanie McMahon feud. If if oh. you've not if you've not like bleached that out of your brain. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, back to these kind of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think Nikki, when she was feuding with, I think it was Paige and AJ, etc. That kind of started off all right, but we've seen the Bella twins since they've came back. I mean, Bree's probably caused more concussions than have good moments in in the ring. Um, Nikki's probably the better one, but they're just they're just. They're just boring. <laughs> that's the, that's the top and bottom of it. Yeah, and I, that that's the thing for me is I have no desire in 2018 to be seeing them in the ring. You know that that's done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the women's division has moved on. Like you said, they they're from the divas division. That's what it was then. That's how it was packaged. That's how it was portrayed. And things have moved on in in the right direction. And yeah, we do, we don't need to. To be reminded of uh, of how how shoddily the the women's uh, women's wrestling was portrayed at that point. Yeah, and this is probably going to be the main event as well. That's yeah, probably the worst thing. Um, the only good thing from it is is seeing Ronda Rousey again because she is gets better every time. Yeah, she's just so fast; it's incredible. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, let, let's, Ronda should win. Yes, let's that's what we're going to get to. Ronda surely, yeah, Ronda surely keeps the title. Um, and, and then we can move on back to uh, the full time. If Baszler comes out and smashes Brie, that'll be great. <laughs> yeah. And that just leaves Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Now we, we have spoke about them already oh, in yeah. the show. Yeah, <laughs> just how great. Uh, Becky Lynch has been she's been carrying this feud I, I've got to say Charlotte is I don't think she's a natural baby face and I do feel that she's she's looking uncomfortable because of the audience reactions of being so much more positive to Becky when she's supposed to be the, the, the heel and the negative reactions towards Charlotte who's supposed to be the baby face I think Charlotte's looking a little uncomfortable at times Um. So I do feel like Becky Lynch has kind of carried this this feud in a lot of ways, but get these two in the ring and it should be sensational. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I think I agree with you that Becky is carrying this feud, but I think she'd carry this feud with anyone the way her character's working at the minute. It, it could literally be prime Tristratus or prime Lita or whoever. She, she'd be topping them because this is the most unique character in Witten in probably the history of women's wrestling in my especially in my time of viewing WWE. Well, that's quite well I, Fabula is a fabulous Mueller. Um I can't remember the other one. May Young. Um and you've got then it's probably a big gap to Trish and Lee um, uh, was it Medusa or whatever her name was. Probably one of the Mueller out of a lot of things but Yeah. But you ha- you kinda have to mention even though she was a piece of work. Um over the in my time of viewing, I mean, I've only really seen Trish Lita, and then it started off with the Divas Division, which was pretty shit. Um, so other than like Tori Wilson, Stacey Keebler, but they're, they're loved for other reasons. <laughs> um, so this is probably the most interesting character I've seen. I mean, obviously the NXT Women's Division's been championed with Asuka, um, the Iron Woman match, but in terms of a character, this is the best character for me. It, this is the best character I've seen. Um, it, she's just doing it perfectly, and I, I hope I hope she wins. If I'm honest, um, and this this might be the spot to do the double turn that we've been talking about for so long. Um, yeah, but it, it would be a good place to do it. I I don't see it happening just yet. I think I think they'll they'll go a bit further down the line before they uh, maybe have to concede that it needs to be done. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, well, thinking about it, two weeks ago she was saying, Edge, don't break your neck on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> and then two weeks later, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the fans again. <laughs> that, that doesn't really work, does well, it? Well, I, th- I think that, well, the important thing is, if they do get to the point where they do a double turn, is not to change a character. It's just the slight subtle changes, a yeah. la Stone Cold Steve Austin, didn't become, you know, pandering to the to the audience, all smiling baby face. He was just, it was just slight tweaks in the who he was venting and raging against and obviously not picking at the crowd. So it's just slight tweaks without without a character change. Otherwise, you just, what's the point in, in doing what you're doing yeah, if you're going to turn them back into all smiles, happy, happy? Aren't you? I love you guys. You know, it's... Becky Balboa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, you know, subtle, smart character changes and, and it certainly could be done, so... Overall, it's, I mean, the, there are some uh, some points where you probably want to fast forward through, but there are some potentially very good matches on there. So it certainly should be an interesting one. And, and naturally, of course, it is. This is an, this is historic, guy. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. This yeah. event is historic. Yeah, I think that's the, the best the best thing to take away from this. I mean, as you said, some of the cards going to be painful to watch. Some of it is probably going to be brilliant. But this is the first step of hopefully um, something that will become a, a regular fixture on the uh, pay-per-view schedule. And it's only going to get better because we've mentioned Sasha and Bailey are getting misused in this pod, in, in this pay-per-view. You've got all the NXT talent to come up. Ember Moon's in a crappy battle royale. Asuka's in a crappy battle royale. There's so, there's so much scope for this to improve and build on and hopefully... I imagine Becky v Charlotte's going to be the main one, but if that's just, if that's if that's mint and that's got to the level that we expect, and hopefully it'll get to, it'll be worth it to see how this builds. And um, in the future, we can hopefully see um, Sasha v Bailey again. Charlotte could work well, probably work better as a heel. There's so many more dynamics we can see in the women's division, and hopefully this is the start of it changing. And um, hopefully, like. Ruby Riot's better not with that group anymore by then. <laughs> and, uh, I think the, good th- the thing for me, though, guys, you know, you make this a, an annual event and bring in the NXT and the, the NXT UK and everything else into it as well. I think it's a great yeah. way of showcasing all the female talent in the different sections of the the WWE umbrella. So it's it can be a unique thing. Do it every year, and it and I think. With the right sort of build and the right efforts and the showcasing, it could be a very popular and unique thing. Yeah, and I mean, especially with the star power of Ronda Rousey as well. It, 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 if the better she gets, the more interest it's going to get. Let's be honest, because she is the main star. And if if she can attract um, a younger audience, a new audience, because obviously, probably one of the, probably her and Serena Williams, probably the biggest. Um, women role models in American sports, isn't she? Uh, or is the recent times, I should say. If if she can attract a new audience to WWE, Evolution is going to be the biggest point of that. And the, best, the better she gets in the ring and the better... She's not really worked with anyone top tier yet. That's the thing. Once she's ready to work with, with your Charlottes, your Sashas, your Baileys, um, your Askers, Asker is brilliant. Yeah. In my opinion, um, that'd be probably the dream view for me there. Um, and when that starts to happen, whether that's WrestleMania or the do save it for Evolution, it, that I think that's when it'll really kick off. Yeah, and we can we can stop all the nostalgia by that point. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully the, the first step into in a bright future. So, or another big step, I should say, into a into a brighter future. So. So there we have it, folks. A, a, an action-packed hour here on the, the Pro Wrestling Index, and we're going to be back to talk about the Evolution pay-per-view. And and guys, should it happen, the crown jewel? <laughs> should it happen? How it happens? Where it happens? Who knows? But um, whatever happens over the the coming week or so, the crown jewel of New York. <laughs> yeah, we we will get back together and and go through it all anyway, and uh, be back here for you guys. But until then, uh, you can catch us on Twitter at PW underscore index uh, for any of you who want to get in touch with us and share your thoughts with us. Um, even just tell us we're being too too harsh on Nikki Bella or the Bella Twins or whatever. 
Uh, but until I can't then, mate, that <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. If you want to share your love for the Bella Twins, do tweet us. But yeah. Uh, anyway, until after then, more chat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, more chat Yeah, who knows? We we'll be getting more back on soon. Anyway, as we get closer to uh, to Survivor Series. But uh, uh, until the next time, uh, thanks to to Guy as ever. And thanks to all of you for listening and downloading the show. This has been the Pro Wrestling Index, even, (laughs) with me, Andy Wells. So until the next time, it's bye-bye now. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.